0: Hello everybody, this is Marguerite Cressillo and welcome again to Real Estate Real World. I'm very excited to have you taken some time out of your busy schedule today to really focus on what you, as a real estate agent in this crazy, crazy world, can do to improve your business. I love having amazing, interesting people on the show, and today I have really one of my favorites. I actually met this guy a couple years ago at Inman Connect in San Francisco, and Great personality, great energy, uh, informative, and obviously very smart. So I'm going to read through his bio real quick. Sean Carpenter is the Agent Development Director for the Ohio NRT Company. Originally licensed as a real estate agent in 1998, Sean led a successful career in real estate prior to assuming his current role overseeing all training and educational programs for associates and managers for Caldwell Banker King Thompson in Central Ohio. And Colwell Banker West Shell in the Greater Cincinnati area, one of Inman News' top 100 most influential leaders in real estate in 2013. I, I think probably forever he's been one of the top guys. Sean has recently ranked as one of the top 20 most influential people in real estate social media by the Swanpool Group. Sean's speaking appearances have included every Colwell Banker Gen Blue conference, the Colwell Banker Global Management Summit. Numerous state association of realtors conventions and various realtor events around the country. Sean's mission is to teach with passion, which he does well, and enthusiasm, instilling confidence and excitement in his students. His philosophy centers around people, helping his audiences learn how to build more relationships, solve more problems, and have more fun. Welcome, Sean. How are you today?
1: I am fantastic, Marguerite. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to, to chat with you tonight.
0: Yeah, you know, quite a bio. Like I said, when I met you in, at Inman in San Francisco, we just instantly connected, and you were so much fun to hang out with, and um, such a great such a great guy. So tell me a little bit about, I know we've talked about a few different things, but I know that lately, you just got back from Inman Conference, first of all. How was that, the one in New York? I was so jealous, because Seth Godin was speaking. He's like I'll my all-time what. favorite guy.
1: It was a blast. It was really, uh, I've been to nine of these now. I've served as an ambassador each and every time, uh, and it was really probably the best one I've been to as far as the content, as far as the, uh, I I love the Marriott Marquis there at Times Square. I think the facility's great for the event. I thought the energy was just at an all-time high among the attendees. Seth Godin was absolutely fabulous. He's been one of my heroes, mentors, You know, just someone I read every day when his blog comes out, just as a blogger myself, he just, he sets the bar. He He's one of those thought leaders, Marguerite, that I don't think Seth cares what you think. I just think he cares that you think. He just wants to make the world think about what they're doing. And he does such a great job. And I I, uh, I don't know if you saw the picture I put up, but I, I made a shirt that said, this is the shirt I was wearing when I met Seth Godin. Uh, I totally so I can... saw that picture. Yeah. It was awesome. So I, I got a chance to get backstage and he was he was uh, flattered, obviously, but it was it was a great event. It was truly, you know, the event's called Inman Connect. Uh, and I think, you know, when Brad Inman built that, that, that name, I think he, he you know, the, the intent of it was to connect real estate and technology, but I really think it's about connecting the people. I think that's, you know, the the, the sessions and the messages are great, but it, for me, it's all about the connections of the relationships of the people that I see and, and meet there, uh, either, either reconnect with people I've, known for years or connect with new people for the first time and so it was a it was a great time we missed you for sure
0: oh you know so a couple things funny Seth Godin so years ago I uh, of course love all of his books and I remember reading one of his books and I just I felt inspired to send him an email you know just to say I think you're amazing and he responded like I was so shocked like I didn't even I I, I still have the email somewhere, but I was so shocked. And he just, he was so gracious, you know, and everything he writes, I agree with you, is just amazing. And I know that I agree with you 100% on the Inman Connect because, you know, we're in this, like, crazy world where we're so sort of connected, right, social media and all the stuff we have. But when you get to be face-to-face with somebody and, like, just hang out with them, and, and you just connect on a completely different level. I think it's game-changing for sure.
1: Yeah, it really is, and I'll tell you what. It's it's neat because as much as people wear their their brand on their shoulders, it's really a, about the industry. Um, so you have mortgage and title and vendors and realtors and managers and brokers and owners all coming together. There certainly is pride, but that sort of takes a backseat to the uh, industry pride that, that I think people feel.
0: And and that seems to be so important these days. I really do because sometimes it feels like we're fragmented in a lot of ways. But when you get those people in a group, like I remember hanging out with you in San Francisco and we had probably 20 of us all from different companies, different phases, stages of their life and career and industry. And what a cohesive group it seemed to be in just connecting with those people. It's like great minds create great energy, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think I, I forget who I heard it from recently, but, you know, they said we're not competitors, we're collaborators, you know, and when we when we quit looking at the other agents as our competition and more as our collaborators to help our industry become better, uh, then I think everybody wins more specifically the, the customers on the streets that we're helping, the buyers and sellers and the homeowners that we represent every day. Well, you know,
0: that's so important because honestly one of the huge things that I teach is truly when you build your business right – you don't have competition, right? Because somebody who's going to love you and trust you and know you is just not going to have any interest in working with me and vice versa when you build it right. That's
1: right. That's right. And, you know, it it is such a um, service business and it's a relationship business and we need to continue to remember that. It's not, our business has nothing to do with the houses. It has to do with, Everything with the people that live in the houses, and it's a relationship business. It always has been, and it always will be. And that's why that's really at the core of my philosophy of building relationships, solving problems, and having fun.
0: So, why does it seem that that many times seems to be somewhat of a challenge for uh, real estate agents? It's like they're so quick to rush out there and. Um, run ads or, you know, do no disrespect to Zillow, but, you know, Zillow and Trulia, they're quick to pay all this money for all this advertising. When the bottom line is if you just build and deepen better relationships, you don't really have to do that. Would you not agree?
1: Yeah, I think I think the reason agents rush out or look for a quick fix or get distracted by a shiny object is because sales is hard, Marguerite. I mean, sales is really difficult. It's an easy business to get into. It's a really difficult business to succeed in. And that's why every every person who's listening to this podcast who is a successful agent um, should be very proud of themselves that, that they've been able to persevere and, and do what it takes to be successful. Um, it, because it's so hard, though, it means that you have to really persevere and tr- and do everything you can day in and day out to, you know, the old-fashioned saying um, of, you know, you got to pump that well. If you've ever been, lived out in the country, an uh, in, in old-fashioned well that you have to hand pump, you know, the water doesn't come out instantly. And in this business, right. business doesn't come out instantly just because you're, you're thirsty. You've got to go out and you got to work and you got to you got to do everything you can to make it happen.
0: So what do you think are some of the key mistakes that you see? I mean, I know you train a lot of agents. You spend a lot of time with, with agents uh, around the country. Is it just they're afraid of the hard work? They don't know what to do? They're uncomfortable? Like what do you think is the biggest challenge that they face
1: well i think probably expectations getting in the business is is one of the biggest challenges for new agents they either they went through a process themselves and and they and the agent they worked with made it look really simple because they didn't really see all the things that happened behind the scenes or unfortunately they fell victim to the TLCs the bravos the hdtvs and they watched some sh- silly shows about real estate that are edited and lighting and camera and retakes over and over again uh, and they and they think our business is like it is on million dollar listing and then they get into it and they realize that there's a whole lot of of grinding there's a whole lot of hustle there's a whole lot of rejection in our business you know i tell agents in class um, there's two things an agent does with his or her day everything you do marguerite i can put into one of two categories either business development or business support on one side of the page, you have business development activities. That's growing your business. That's, that's appointments. That's listing appointments. That's buyers. That's contract writing. That's all the things that are getting you business. And then there's business support. And business support is all the things that maintain your business and need to get done to get to the closing table. Now, if I asked you what do most agents do, business development or business support, what would you tell me?
0: I would probably say most do business support. They're doing busy work. They're not necessarily doing what they're supposed to do.
1: Well, not and don't get me wrong, business support is critical. It's important, but if you spend all of your time doing business support and not business development, there soon will be no business to support. So every single day there needs to be business development activities going on. The reason why most agents gravitate towards business support activities People say it's easier. It needs to get done. And I, and I think you and I both agree. I mean, you're a very successful agent yourself, and you know it, it has to get done. But there are systems in place, and there are tools you can leverage, and there are certainly people you can delegate things to. But the business support takes it over for most people because there's no rejection involved. There's no rejection. Mm-hmm. Playing on the MLS all day is not going to tell you no. Making a flyer for an open house is not going to say, no, thanks, I'm not interested but business development activities, picking up the phone, knocking on doors, calling FISBOs or expireds, past clients, you're going to hear no a lot. And as soon as you grasp that this is a no business, not a yes business, it's a no business. And think of the paradigm shift that makes, Marguerite. If each day you started out and your goal was to get 10 people to tell you no, if, instead of looking for one yes, what if you set out a goal every day to make 10 people tell you no? Now as you call people and you say, hi, this is Sean Carpenter with Cole Banker. Have you thought about buying or selling a house? And they say, no. You say, thank you very much. That's one. And then you make the next call. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's two. And you're so motivated. And then when someone finally says yes, you're like, oh, man, now i got to call even one more person. But the the whole thought process of don't get knocked down by a no, look at it as an opportunity to say, all right, that's one more person that got me closer to the business that I'm destined to get.
0: It's kind of that glass half full glass half empty you know type of uh analogy where you're it just depends on the way you look at it,
1: you know the no's
0: definitely does. get you get you to the yes and so it's, it, it's funny that you divide it into those two categories you know the business development or business support because i I know that you see this is it an agent you know they hustle 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 to get business, they get a deal in contract and then they spend the next thirty to forty five days babysitting that entire transaction so next thing you know that deal closes they're out of business again and they start all over it and that like vicious roller coaster ride that we see the majority of agents go through so how does an agent get off of that roller coaster like how do they really make their business more consistent where it's not you know I always laugh and say that agents take their best month times twelve, and that's what they do in a year, right, but that's not necessarily the the true number it, They go through that roller coaster one month they're great, then they don't do anything for two months, and then they sell a house and then three months go by
1: yeah, and I think I think that's not just with sales. I think that's what a lot of things we do we we save, 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 and then we spend, and then we save, 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 and then we spend we get healthy and then we binge. You know, and so it's it's the consistency of getting up every day and doing the exercises, getting on the treadmill, uh, drinking a little more water, eating less chocolate, whatever it may be, it's the diet of our business to consistently get up and do what it takes, five phone calls a day, two handwritten notes a day, five social connections a day. Whatever that consistency is, is so critical to earning a successful business. You know, I say to people um, – if in this business you can just build a cult-like following, you'll be successful. Now, Marguerite, you have over three thousand, you know, families that you've served in your in your very successful real estate career. If you just paid attention to your past clients, you'd have more business than you know what to do with. But you don't want to just fall mm-hmm. into that trap. You also want to generate new business every year as well. So if you can get seventy-five to eighty percent, maybe previous business or repeat and referral business, and continue to refresh that with people that know, like, and trust you. And that's what I call a cult-like following. When people know you, there's the K. there's when they like you and when they trust you. And if you just focus on those people, then I think you can consistently grow your business, consistently every day waking up and contacting someone in that list that is in your cult-like following. Now the hard part, and you know this because you've been in the business for 20 plus years, is the trust part, right? A lot of people know you and a lot of people like you, but they may not trust you. Think about this for a second. You have some friends of yours that you know and you like, but you wouldn't trust when it comes to financial advice, right? Right,
0: yeah.
1: You have some friends of yours that you know and you like, but you wouldn't trust when it comes to parenting advice. You have some friends of yours that you know and you like, but you wouldn't trust when it comes to dating advice. But So so agents out there need to understand that they have some people in their lives that know them and like them, but they may not trust them when it comes to real estate because if they're a newer agent, maybe they've never sold a house um, in the neighborhood before. If they're a luxury – or if they're not a luxury agent, maybe the, the consumer says, well, they've never sold a house in this price point before, or they've never sold a house in this condominium before, or they've never sold land before. And so until they can earn trust from, from their, their sphere of influence, it'll be a difficult challenge. Now, the good news is you can build trust every day. There's three Cs that I think lead to trust, Marguerite. The first one is confidence. And every agent, whether you've been in the business 50-plus years or 50 minutes, the more confidence you have, the more people believe in you. And that's in your words, in your actions, in your body language. Confidence is critical in sales. The second C is competence, and that's how good you are at what you do. Do you know your stuff? And when you know your stuff, when you have answers to things and can – confidently say those answers, then people start trusting you. And the third one, I'll tell you what, a lot of people say isn't very important, but I think it's the most important of the three C's, and that's consistency. If you're consistent, if people if you show up all the time, if you if you show people that day in and day out, you confidently, competently answer the questions and the and do the job that you've been given, people start trusting you more. And once people trust you, well then then repeat and referral business uh, is, is easy to come by, as you've learned in your career.
0: I love that. I think that is so critical because I agree with you so much. I think one of the challenges that I see many people is they treat their friends and family different than they would treat a client, right? So they'll handle a client a certain way, but they won't necessarily do the same thing with their family or friends. A good example is I, I know you mentioned you listen to my podcast with my brother. And years ago, back when he uh, wanted to buy his first house, now he had originally did loans for a while so he was a loan officer. So he came to me and he says, oh, you know, um, my wife, Charlotte, and I are ready to buy a house. I said, great, let's schedule an appointment for you to come in and sit down so I can go over, you know, buyer presentation and, and, and buyer process. Oh, no, no, I got that figured out. I I, I don't need that. And I said, well, I do, <laughs> so you need to come in and sit down. And it was the best decision I made because i you forget that maybe he's been in the business, but his wife hasn't been. So he knows this process, but the wife hasn't. And I just see so many people not treat their family and friends the same way they would treat a client. I, I think that's critical. And that loyalty and that trust factor You know, if you hit the lotto tomorrow or the Powerball, we had that Powerball going on a few weeks ago, and you won that money, like, would you go take it to your Aunt Sally who just got a real estate license? Not if you didn't trust her yet, you wouldn't, (laughs) right?
1: Right. Well, and I think think to your point on working with friends and family, that's even more so that you show up with your professional hat on. You know, if I walked into my brother's house and I've had the the opportunity, uh, thankfully, to help my younger brother and his wife, uh, Elizabeth sell two houses and buy two houses, and and both times I walked in with my with my suit on and I did a full blown listing presentation and you know I think a lot of people would say hey come on you know you you know if I if I met with one of my good friends they'd say come on carp you know you don't need to tr- dress up for me and I say well you know I'm not here today as as carp your beer drinking buddy I'm here today as Sean Carpenter professional real estate agent because my job is to to teach you about the market and how we approach it to help you create a perception of value for your home and to help you negotiate and manage the sale. And, and you need a professional helping you with that, not a buddy. And yeah. what that does, Marguerite, is it sets the stage that I'm a professional. It sets the stage that I have confidence, competence, and consistency. And most important, when it comes to listing homes, it avoids the friend hookup, right? When it comes time to talk about right. commissions and they say, come on, can't you give me a hookup? You know, we're friends, Marguerite. And I say, you know yeah. what? Unfortunately, I charge all my clients a, a full fee of X. Um, you know, but here's what I do for my friends. You know, right now I have, let's say 15 listings and for my friends and family members like you each morning when I come in the office to to follow up on my listings, yours goes to the top of the list. That's a neat, that's a neat perk that my friends get. If I have to return five phone calls, yours is the first one I return. Um, So understand the value of that. Now I'm going to charge you the same thing. I charge all my customers because I have integrity and, and honesty to treat everybody the same, but I will treat you a little extra in some of the services I provide. And that, that kind of avoids that I'm looking for a discount from you because you're my friend. You know, both times well, I, char- it... I, I, I charge, both times I listed my brother's house, I charged him a full fee. And he was surprised by that. Um, but I'll tell you what, after that, it was never a problem for me to, to maintain my, my commission when, when somebody would say, well, can you reduce your fee? And I'd say, you know, I appreciate you asking, but, you know, twice I've had the opportunity to work with my younger brother – Uh, Both times I charged him and his wife a full fee. So hopefully you can understand if someone I've known for 37 years, I don't give a discount to someone I've known for 37 minutes. I certainly can't give a discount to.
0: I think that's so an important part that you're saying because I think when you set that that bar high, right, that I'm gonna I'm expecting I'm just gonna show up as a professional and I expect to be treated as such and compensated as such. You're also telling them that you have to raise your own bar high. you've got to treat them just as good, if not better, than anybody else that you do i I think that's so important i think I think new and newer agents really need to hear that too because what you, what I heard you say was that when you went and sat down with his brother, you showed up professionally just like you would show anywhere else. You show up in a suit, you show up with your presentation that you have i'm sure done countless times and practiced even more than that, so you're pre- fully prepared, and I think that that's something that anybody can do at in whatever stage they are in their career. You've just got to show up correctly, show up professionally, don't you agree?
1: yeah you need to bring it and that's that's what this business you know i tell people there's there's showing up and mentally and physically marguerite is so critical in this business it's really the first expectation that i have of the agents that that work with me uh in in my classes or or in my coaching or whatever i do you know i say i have four expectations i do that you show up that you try your best that you have a good attitude and you respect the business. You respect the people in it. You respect the industry. You, you respect your co-ops. You respect your staff. You respect your affiliates. And think about that. Show up starts with S. Try your best starts with P. Attitude starts with A. Respect starts with R. If you do those four things every day, you'll be a star in this business. I guarantee you, whether you're a brand new agent or 50 years in this business, if you show up, try your best, have a good attitude and respect the people in it, I think you're going to be a star.
0: And I see that every day. I don't know. Did you get the opportunity at Inman to meet Amanda Todd or hear her speak? Uh,
1: yeah. I didn't hear her speak, but I did get a chance to connect with her at some of the um, some of the social yeah. events. She seems like a wonderful person.
0: Oh, I just adore her. She actually lives about 10 minutes from me, right over by Heather O. Heather Ostrom. That's awesome. I spend herself. a lot of time
1: with Heather, and she is she is absolutely <laughs> fantastic as well. Sacramento has a ton of
0: great people. You know that? I think it's in the water or something. I think it, or or Heather started it. I'm not sure. (laughs) One of the two.
1: We'll be sure to call her
0: out on this podcast for sure. Heather and
1: Steve, Heather and Steve are two of my favorite people, not just in my company, but in the business. They are, they are absolutely the, the king and queen of attitude. They, they, they make you better both professionally and personally because they just, they do not let anything bother them and they do everything they can to lift you up.
0: Yeah, they are truly a class act. I have so much fun with them. Um, so not too long ago, or a couple of years ago, Steve was on uh, one of the committees for Sacramento Association Realtors, and so he had his picture up on the wall. So I went down and, like, took a selfie with his picture on the wall. It was pretty fun. I posted that on social media. They're awesome. I'm doing a podcast with um, them a couple weeks. I can't wait.
1: That's great. But
0: um, Amanda said... And what I loved about her, now she's only been in real estate less than two years, like 18 months, I think, and she's done like 20 million dollars. Single mom, and my favorite, it was actually the tagline for the pro for the podcast. It was get up, dress up, and show up. Right, like just get up and get dressed first of all. I think that if if agents just started with that, like get up and dress, I and mean, get up, dress up like you're going to be a professional and you're going to meet somebody like your brother and do an extraordinary job for them and then just show up. If you do those three things, they all contribute to your star words and your three Cs. Like you have all of the makings right there. Obviously, you've done this before.
1: Yeah, you know, when you say get up and when Amanda says get up, that's a great point right there to think about, Margarita, is the second your alarm clock goes off, or the second that your dog wakes you up, or the second your bladder is full enough that you got to get up. Depending on how old you are, you know when when, <laughs> I can when you get up. <laughs> when you get up in the morning, you have a choice to make: is it going to be a great day, or is it going to be a great day? And if the answer is not a great day, then hit your snooze button. Give yourself nine more minutes to reconsider your answer because it's got to be a great day. You've got to choose when the alarm clock goes off at four o'clock in the morning or five thirty or whatever time you get up. If you say to yourself as you're laying there in bed throwing the sheets off, this is going to be a shitty day, and I have to deal with this today, and I have to go into this meeting, and I have to follow up with that person, guess what? The rest of your day is not going to get any better, whereas if you choose that it's going to be a great day, and you, I, I've never met someone who uses affirmations that doesn't believe they work, positive self-statements said to themselves either subconsciously or allowed, um, you know, each day feeding your brain, telling you that you can do it, that you, you, you're going to dress up, uh, whether that means physically dress up or you're just going to get dressed and, and face the day. Uh, the opportunities that we have to to do what we do, I think, just every day, just choosing it's going to be a great day, I think is a, is a critical choice. And then everything else kind of grows from there.
0: So when you are teaching and training the agents, the newer agents, well, first of all, I think that there's a whole new generation of agents that are coming in, which is exciting to me. There's a much younger a younger crowd, maybe because I'm feeling old right now, but it seems that the younger they're getting younger and younger coming into the industry, which also appears to me to be changing things a bit. You know, more social media stuff like we talked about and a number of other things that are changing. What are some of those changes that you see?
1: Um, I see a little more uh, willingness to uh, take on the technology as part of their, you know, we're dealing with digital natives now, not digital immigrants, people that are used to having equipment in their hands. Um, and as much as that's a blessing, it's also a curse because I think as I, as I teach classes, you know, their phones are in their hands. Um, they react like Pavlov's dog when that, when that phone beeps or buzzes or chimes. Um, so that is a, is a thing that we need to, I can't say teach, but we can model, we can show them how to be successful, just like we try and do with the uh, experienced veterans in our business. I think one of the things I joked with my class and they laughed at me today, but, but I held up my iPhone and I said, you know what my favorite piece of this is? The phone part, the part that's the (laughs) telephone inside here, you know, and, and there is yet to be someone that can make a sarcasm font in Facebook or in text or in email and the urgency font and the um, emotional font that needs to be discussed sometimes in negotiations of a, of a contract and follow-up and, and, and prospecting. So I think, I think the new people are bringing a tech savviness, um, but I also think they're bringing a little bit of a um, relationship illiterateness that they need to look up. Face to face, belly to belly, nose to nose with people, um, and that's the best way to, to to successfully garner business. Now they can certainly get business through social media, but it's funny. A lot of the younger people they're 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 on Instagram, they're on Snapchat, but they're not on Facebook or Twitter. They don't blog, and they you don't seem to do a lot of video. It's the new ones, and at the exact same time, Marguerite, it's the I'll I'll say respectfully old ones that are. Grasping all facets of our business to be successful. You know we have some people. We have some new people in our in our classes that are second careers. They've maybe they've maybe retired and they, they're looking for something to do uh, to keep themselves active. So they're new agents. A lot of the YPN groups around the country are are having membership that are not just twenty year olds. Um, so if you if you can do the things we we've talked about on this on this discussion. At whatever age you are, follow up with people, be consistent, have a good attitude, doesn't matter what age you are, that that's a winning combination for me. You know, I I in one of my classes I teach I talk about old school still works. Right? Think about this Marguerite. I was talking to one of my very successful agents in Columbus. She's probably been top ten in our Columbus company for I'm gonna guess the last twenty, twenty five years. Just a dynamo wow. mom of eight. She has know, grandkids and busy with all the different organizations. And she says, Sean, I just don't have time for, for Twitter and Facebook. I And I say, why not? And she says, oh, I'm on the board of directors for the symphony, and I help at the hospital, and I help out with my kids, and I help out at the schools and the church. And I said to her, I said, well, that is your social networking. You just exactly. don't call it Facebook and Twitter. You're active in your church and your school and the symphony and the and the opera. That's your social networking. So the fact is, a lot of our a lot of our – older generation has been doing social networking for years. They've just been active in their community in their neighborhoods in their country clubs in their hair salons in their barbershops in their kids and grandkids schools. Um, I think the agents that are going to win in 2016 and beyond are the agents that can do old school and new school. Like they can, the they can get face to face. They can get active in their communities. They can, they can, um, engage with people in a real world, and they can also engage with people in the virtual world to deepen and further the relationships that they've created in person.
0: Well, I'll tell you I couldn't agree with you more about that because I think one of my favorite aspects of social media or Facebook is, first of all, I've created re- relationships with people around the world that I would have never ever had the opportunity to meet. I mean, even you and I, we were actually able to meet at Inman, but to be able to further connect and get this far to a podcast came completely through social media. But I think you're so right when it comes to that next step, like the importance of of meeting with somebody in person and being able to, you know, look them in the eye, shake their hand, get to know them, hear their tone of voice, hear their sincerity, um, and to just feel that energy about them I had a a recent, uh, unfortunately, kind of tragic experience. I met a guy online on Facebook named Noah Mandel. And I got the the opportunity, I'm so grateful for, that him and I actually connected a couple weeks ago in San Diego. And I got to sit down and have coffee with him and meet him. And what an extraordinary man. Um, He he was just inspiring and helpful in, in all of that. And tragically, he passed away a few days ago.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and I I listened to your podcast, and I I was um I was saddened to hear that, and it, it kind of reminds us of of how fleeting life is.
0: It does, but the to honor him in a way was I was so grateful that I took that time to meet him in person. Like the impact of him on my life has been dramatically. Different because I got that opportunity to sit with him and you know shake his hand and have a conversation with him and talk with him. So I, I I would have never met him had there not been social media. I would have never that would have never occurred. But I I just think it's so important for us as human beings to take that online relationship offline too.
1: Yeah, well, no people, doubt. It, I agree. It,
0: yeah, that can that can marry those two are the people who are truly, in my opinion, able to. To take their businesses and their lives to that next level
1: and whether us who met in real life and have connect and stayed connected online or many people who have met online and met in real life at events like inmin or nAR or you know different association events the the key in either one of those directions is to be the same person online as you are offline. It's so neat when you can meet someone in real life, like I met you and you're just the same bubbly, energetic, knowledgeable person on your social feeds as you are in real life. And and I think I am as well. And in fact, when I hear people say, yeah. you know, gosh, it's so good to meet you. You're just like you are on Facebook. And I'm like, well, that's good because that's, I'm the same person, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and it, there, it, you know, that, that's, 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 I think a really, important thing, and I don't know that it's called, I don't know that it's transparency, but I think people want to know that who they are talking to on their screens in virtual world is who they're talking to in real life.
0: Well, and I think that's actually a key learning note for for people who are listening to this podcast. Is that I know that sometimes as agents, we are working so hard to sell ourselves that we we're we're like this walking billboard on Facebook, but the people that I connect with the best are the people who, like you said, are genuine and transparent. And I get to know a little bit about you and your kids and what you like to do for fun and your hobbies. And I can connect with you in in that way as opposed to seeing like this walking billboard who's talking about how many listings I took or how many homes I sold. Or I, I'm I connect better in that more personal way, like the difference between personal page, profile pages and business pages, right? Like obviously I think it's important to have both, but I'm, if I want to get to know you, I'm going to go look at your personal page and get to know who you are way before I want to spend a bunch of time on your business page. Right. Couldn't agree
1: more. You know, I I just got my oil changed by one of my favorite, you know, my, by my mechanic, you know, quote unquote, my mechanic uh, in Columbus and I've never asked him how many cars he's serviced. I never asked him how many awards he's won. Um, the fact is I trust him. He, he does a great job. He charges me. I think what's a, what's, what would be considered a fair price. Um, but I trust him and it goes back to yeah. he's confident, he's competent and he's consistent every time I go there and same thing with my barber. And probably same thing with your hairdresser and same thing with the restaurants you frequent and the hotels you go to. If the consistency, the competence, and the and the confidence are there in any realm across across anything we've talked about, that's the people we go back to. It has nothing to do with whether they're number one or whether they have awards on the wall. It's do I relate to this person and can I create a relationship with them during this transaction and to f- fulfill the need that I have,
0: I I could not agree with you more, and I think that relates to agents at any spectrum of where they're at in their career. If you focus on you know that trust factor and building that, like to me, one of the when when you made the comment about that's my mechanic. Well, don't we as real estate agents we want to be introduced that way? Like this is my friend and my agent. <laughs> that's yeah. who who they are to you as opposed to, you know, just somebody that you don't know or a business associate. That's how I want If I run into you in a grocery store, I want them to say, oh, and, and when they introduce you, oh, that's Marguerite. She's a good friend of mine and she's my agent. <laughs> you know? right? That's the person my I agent. want to be introduced that, to. And, yeah. and that's,
1: that's called top of mind awareness. That Every agent in this business I wish we could get to. Now, luckily for the good ones, um, there's enough agents out there that don't bring top of mind awareness. So that's why we get business referred to us, Marguerite, is because they haven't earned top mind awareness. But if the agents listening to this can say, what am I doing every day to make sure that my friends and family, my circle of influence, my network, when they think of their doctor or their dentist or their realtor, they think of me. Because every day in our service, in our follow up, in our marketing, in our in our who we are, Allows us to be top mind awareness, so we're introduced as someone's realtor. You know, if I went if I went to your local mall and asked 100 people who their doctor was, probably 99 would know who their doctor was without pulling out their phone or an address book. If I asked who their dentist was, probably 99 would know who their dentist was. But if I asked people who their realtor was, I think most people would say, um, "I don't understand your question. I'm not selling my house right now." I know, but we're asking who your realtor is. I think there'd be a lot of confusion. Wouldn't it be neat if 99 out of 100 had a name without even thinking? It's Sean Carpenter, it's Margaret Crispillo, You know, it's insert your name here. Like that's the that's the the pinnacle we all want to attain is to be considered someone's realtor top of mind awareness, not having to pull a business card out of their wallet or purse.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and I I like to believe that things are improving we're getting better and better at that as an industry, but I definitely think we can all support each other and raise each other up in accomplishing that goal because that would be life-changing.
1: Each one of us makes every one of us better. Every listing we take that's priced properly helps every other agent in the business. Every time we help a, a, a transaction get to the closing table, it helps everyone in the business. Every time we respond to a phone call in a timely manner, say please and thank you, um, close the doors at listings, show up on time, dress professionally, all these things, it helps. And all the things I just talked about done the opposite way hurts our business. So if each one of us can worry about our own front door and sweep it every day, I think we'll all be good.
0: Well, you know what? I'm not sure we could say much more. You have said some amazing stuff already today on the podcast, and I – I so treasure this conversation, Sean, because I wanted to talk to you for a long time and I knew that you would have some amazing stuff to say. So I just want to wrap it up and say, I think you said everything that you could possibly say. Well, I'm sure you want to tell me more. Well, I, I, I
1: appreciate As you can tell, I get pretty passionate and enthusiastic about, about our business and about, about being better every day. I, you know, I, I use hashtag become better all the time in my, in my social media. I just, if every day we can all become better, if every day we can wake up and say it's going to be a great day, if every day we can build relationships, solve problems, and have fun, that's a pretty good day.
0: You're absolutely right, and I'm so go- glad I got to spend the time with you today. And for our listeners, just so you guys know, he writes an awesome blog, Carp's Corner, right?
1: Yep, carpscorner.net. I'd love for everybody to go by and check it out, or they can follow me on Twitter, at Sean Carp. S-E-A-N-C-A-R-P, and they can certainly find me on Facebook as well at facebook.com slash Sean M. Carpenter.
0: And we'll be sure to post all of those links on our blog today when we post this podcast. So thank you again, Sean. You did not disappoint at all. You're amazing as always, and thank you so much for taking the time. I know it's late back there, what, almost 10 o'clock or something? you're That's all right. Is, right? <laughs> Happy to help you out, buddy, and,
1: and you you have a great great twenty sixteen, okay?
0: Thank you. Can't wait to see you soon. Have a great night.